had some attention out the back. Here is Viney. Just was going to get through there, no matter what. Caught in the tackle by Merritt. It's a desperate Merritt. They want to give it to Viney. They're getting in there in big support. It was a sensational Merritt tackle. Guelphie attacked it really well. Aggressive play, Guelphie. Drilling ball. High ball over the top. Spills to McDonald, Tip and Woody. Thought about Smith. We'll bring it back on the left. No, he won't. He goes the little shimmy and kicks the right foot goal. McDonald, Tip and Woody with just a magnificent party trick. And this game is hot. Oh, McGrath's going to end up with this. In a really good position too, JB. This got this over the back here, I reckon. Zaraka stretching under inhibit pressure. Oscar McDonald, oh, they fumble, they fiddle and they battle. Zaraka picks it up from 51. He just rams it home. Rams it home. Boy, that's six goals straight. They take a big scalp at the MCG. Some icing to this cake here, Orazio sticks it through. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 60. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes who have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone, and I think the general relief over everyone <laughs> involved at the club yeah. is come. Uh, we are only one and two, I realise that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But last night, obviously, the stakes were <coughs> were very high. Um, we, you just did, could not go Norton three. We're, we're on the board, man. <laughs> we're on and the it's, board. It's like, just get a win. Like, yep, on the board. It, it still wasn't overly as pretty as you would like, but it was nah. a heck of an of an improvement. Oh, I mean the stats the stats back it up. We're looking yeah. at the stats and stuff now. Um, and it, it it was a huge improvement over last week. Yeah. Uh, and look, it, finally I felt it was led by the midfield. I thought the, yeah. the midfield started to grow some, you know, kahunas. Ooh, and uh led by the captain um we'll go into a little bit more uh but I thought that third quarter by Heppel was the the best as anyone had played easily uh, for the Eston Football Club this year. Yeah, easily. I, I, I felt like he wheeled the club after that halftime break. Man, if, if, and said, "We're not going down. We're not going down." No, if that if that guy doing what he did in that game with twenty seven possessions and uh, a heap of them on the ground and and really getting hammered, if that doesn't inspire the rest of his players, then nothing will. Yeah, um, because it, it it still does feel like he's a he's one or two weeks off. Of his pure match yeah. kind of conditioning, the whole club does, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the I whole mean, club Zach, does. Zach Merritt, there's a few others, and, and we're getting better and better each week. And yep. that's why last night was so important. But credit to, I mean, the two guys. I mean, if Zaharakis and Happel, who were both under major scrutiny, hadn't been performing to their normal standard, 
Um, and Zaharakis copped it during the week. And, and look, in, in, in many ways, he probably deserved because his effort the previous week was a bit soft. Yep. But coming out with over 30 possessions and, and, and playing as hard as he did, and, and I thought his tackling was much, much better, his aggression... Uh, you can only do that. You can only answer that way, and 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 that's what we love as fans. We I was just going to say, yeah. and happily for fans as well. I mean, he's he's answered the critics. They'll all shut up about him now. Yeah. But happily for what it also does for the fans is to to see um, Zarakis' name at number two on the possession list. Um, it, it just silences everybody. It, it yeah. makes the fans happy as well. When you look up and see the top six guys in our possessions are midfielders, that's that's what you want to see. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, it, it dramatically changed how we looked, how we moved the ball. Uh, we started to get a bit more polish. Obviously, that second quarter we'll talk a little bit later about, but we, we just were moving the ball a lot more cleaner. Um, uh, I thought what I really thought was... Our our biggest stars became stars for the night. Like well, Fantasia, Waller. The ones that are supposed to. Yeah. The, the ones, ones that are supposed to bear the brunt of the um, yeah. responsibility and bear the brunt of the possessions and the skills and the like did. did. Um, I mean, we're, we're, like you said, Scotty said, we'll go into it um, in a lot more detail after the break, but... Um, when you can see the names Shields, Zarakis, Heppel, Merritt, Parrish, uh, and, and those those four for a start-off, Shields, Zarakis, Heppel, and Zarrett are the four that should be getting the majority of the possessions in that side. And then after that, you've got the up-and-comers, the the next level of, of midfielders and the like in Parrish, McGrath, Fantasia, and then you've got good um, runners in McKenna and those guys. So it, the the numbers, if you look at them statistically, if you do the whole money ball thing, um, they look good. They look good. But Yeah, it's a more balanced-looking stat sheet. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what you want... In today's AFL, so much is generated from the midfield. You rely on that so much. So without, and look, all credit to them because you know Melbourne's reputation in the midfield is pretty strong. They're you not know? bad, man. Oliver not and bad. Viney and all these yep. guys—they're they're good. They're good, hardworking players, and and to get on top of them um, in contested possessions and and out tackling them, and so all credit to them. And it's it's. It, it's just a step forward. It feels like it felt like almost the Geelong game after that Carlton game last year. It's yeah. like, okay, you know, we've made that step up. Um, a, a, a critical, critical game against Brisbane at the MCG. Oh, we've man. got to back that up. That's got to be that's got to yeah. be sixty to seventy thousand people. Seriously. So yeah, that's a that's a huge game uh, in, in the context of the season. So if the mindset of going in two and two. Um, if we win next week, is completely different. Exactly right. Yeah, you you know you know you're likely just one game out of the eight, kind mm. of, and you go okay, the the season's a little bit more under control. Yeah, right. So look, we'll, what we'll do is we'll have a bit of a break. Uh, we'll make it a quick one, and we'll start going through some names, and we'll start going through each um, uh, the forwards and backs and yep. midfield, and and dissect a little bit further, but. Initially, hey, we're just excited. Oh man, <laughs> we're just we're, we're real. It's part relief and part excitement, but uh, it's just so good that that our leaders responded, and 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 uh, I couldn't be more prouder of them. Absolutely, and again, you just, I was just thinking this morning that yeah, the bombers won. I wake up this morning, it, it'll make for a, a very happy weekend for me, right? It is. It's a Friday night. You go, please win. I just want oh, Saturday and Sunday. But then I'm, I sat there and I did think of Melbourne, and I just thought, thank goodness we're not. Yeah, where they are right now, because zero and three is just awful. 
So, anyway, we'll uh, see you guys on the other side of the break. See you guys. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. All right, so what we'll do is uh, we've got the um, the list of stats in front of us here. We thought we'd just start at the bottom and work our way up. Um, poor Kobe Munch, zero <laughs> stats. Gets a game, which is very uh, which is very interesting, and a bit of faith in that young man, and pulls a hammy about 35 seconds in. Yeah, <laughs> you got to feel sorry for him. Uh, I was a little bit surprised he got caught up, but I saying that he had a really good VFL game last week, so maybe I shouldn't be in... Uh, and I was actually, after my initial little surprise on the Thursday um, team changes, I, I started to relax and go, well, let's see what he's got. Let's see how much improvements. Yeah. I'd... Uh, so I was actually really keen to see how Absolutely. much he's developed. If if Kobe's if Kobe's a guy that they want in this side, then let's see what Kobe can yeah, do. Yeah, let's see what he can do. Uh, but look, obviously there's not much else to say. He If that's a pure hamstring, he's obviously out of the side for a good period of three or four weeks. Yeah. So... Um, that's a real shame because it's nothing worse than fighting to get your spot in after almost a year in the VFL and and getting injured. Yeah, but it's like you haven't even experienced even a quarter. I know uh, it's annoying. Uh, We've got that with um, Redmond as well. Like he, he yeah. was, he's put in all that time and effort in the twos. He's learning how to do it. He's learning how to do it, and he finally gets a go at it and blows. Uh, yeah, a gets, huge a, gets a BOG against. Yeah, Brisbane. gets a BOG and then has a huge injury. So geez, it sucks at the minute trying yeah. to get guys through. Um, the next one, Paddy Ambrose. Uh, look, Ambrose is... I, look, he did okay stopping his opponent. Yeah. Um, I thought he was shaky in some areas, but I think we'll, I think we'll talk that about as generally the yeah. whole defence. The, the, the defence, um, when it sort of hits the ground, it was a bit... Yeah. And we'll, look, we'll cover a few names because yeah, um, I'm just looking at, like, I guess with uh, Hurls, uh, no, um, Francis, uh, those kind of guys... I, I thought we were punching the ball well, so we're not bombing it long. I thought we were hailing at the ball okay in the air. And those um, tall guys are built for that. But when the ball hit the ground, we do seem a bit shaky, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. You always feel like it's a danger. Like, I always know, I get this gut feeling go, uh-oh. uh-oh. Someone like Eddie Betts in our, in our back line, when it hits the ground, he's yeah. as dangerous as all hell. Because I just look at Paddy Ambrose, and, and Hurls is great. He's... Man's an all Australian and that sort of stuff, but I look at Paddy Ambrose and sort of think the the kid's a hammer. He's he's a he's a hammer. He's designed. He can run all day, which is brilliant. That's the reason why I love him in the side. But he's a hammer. He's designed for the ball to be lobbed up in his general direction and for it to be pounded by the defender in Ambrose, and then for hopefully it goes out of bounds. Ambrose's weirdest stat last night is he ran more kilometers than anyone else on the ground, both sides. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's great, and you've got to have you've got to love that and have it in your side. But Paddy's never going to be like we look at uh, Michael Hurley. Michael Hurley's eighth on the um uh, on the disposal list, right? And that's because the ball came in. What they led the inside fifties. Melbourne led yeah. the inside fifties last yeah. night. So the ball came in a hell of a lot of times. And Michael Hurley's a gun, and he was underneath the ball, and he had one of the best defenders, and he got that many possessions to be able to get it out. Paddy Ambrose did a job. I reckon the the halves would be looking at him going. He did a job. Sure, he's the second last in total possessions, but um, I reckon his <laughs> yeah. guy did a job. But he did a job on his guy. He still has to improve that side of his game to be a bit more assured with ball in hand and and and. Look, yeah, I'm not going to overly promote and say, oh, he was fantastic. 
I, I thought he was serviceable on <laughs> on what his role was was to shut down his man. Like no 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 one in Melbourne kicked over three goals. So there's no one who dominated forward. Yeah. They had eleven different goal kickers. So. He, he, look, he, he shut down his men, and he was playing on McDonald quite a lot of the game, and, and McDonald had very little effect on the game. Yep. So, so if you're coaching report, you go well, tick on stop doing his actual job. Yeah. But still, a lot of areas that he could improve on. That's yeah. Yeah. Love Paddy Ambrose though. Uh, look, Bag. For, well, let's talk about Mark Bagley. An interesting game. Uh, first half, I was very, very critical of him because he was just nowhere to be seen. And that's. And I know he works hard, and and, and it's never from lack of effort. But I was a bit worried about him at half time because I thought his first two games were really, really quiet, and 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 he literally just was hardly touched the ball that first half. I, I kind of tweeted something cheeky out there, so like, it was, what? Who spoke to? Uh, Bagley at halftime and gave him a rocket because uh, he was like a different player. So he came out in the third quarter and he almost gave us two or three goals either by himself or goal assisted. Um, And it was was just a different feel. Um, It was a bit of a Mark Bagley of old. I think Bags, the other thing we've got to remember too is that Bags is... The man's not a forward. He's not a. He's not a no, natural he's still, forward, yeah, he's, right? He's not a natural forward. And mm-hmm. as much as I don't know how many years he's got left um, uh, as a player, but he's he's a bit of a gamble in the forward line. To put him down there, you're going to have good defensive pressure if the ball's anywhere near him. He's going to chase. He's going to do all of those things. Compete. Yeah. He's just a, he's just down there to compete. And I think if we can, I think everybody. Yeah. When when you look at bags, he's never going to be in the top ten of possessions, right? Because everybody's looking for every other player in the forward line other than Bags on the lead, I would imagine, right? Um, and Bags is there just on the off chance that the ball hits the deck or that he's alone or something like that. So I love Bags, club champion, put him on the wall. Um, but yeah, look, he, he's never going to lead the possessions. No. And, and we don't have actually too many options because people got to remember Laverde and a few of these guys are injured. Like, yeah. it's, it's not just like Begley's been only just coming back this week. Yeah. So it's not like, it's like I get the call of like, oh, why is Bagley in the side? In that specific area and role he plays, we actually don't have much depth at the no, moment. I agree. Because uh, Mosquito even himself only played his first game yeah. last week and it's way too early to, to promote him. So it, that's just the way it is. Look, uh, let's talk about Zach Clark. <laughs> Be- I'm going to say better for the run. Let's put it in that. I think that's and I think that's a fair point because uh, look, it was obviously heavily criticised, and, and I was a little bit oh my goodness, he seems a bit out of it. Yep. I uh, then I thought about it after the game, and I was just remembering his journey in his last twelve months, yeah. and like how far away he's been from AFL footy and. And I thought, oh, you know what, you know, if if it was any other, if that was a senior player, even a, a Zarakas or Shield, and hadn't played for a year or so, you would probably cut him some slack. Just cut the slack. Yeah. So I, I'm going to do that for um, Zach Clark. Um, look, obviously that key play where he got outmarked by a small Ford, that was that will be on review. That was real bad. Like that was, I just went. Ooh, and I'm not sure. If real Gu- bad. I'm not sure if Guelphie was your issue on that one. No, no he was. Didn't he tell? I, I understand. Gu- he's saying Guelphie try and block a little bit the man so I can. Yeah, take but, it. but dude, but have a bit more physical presence yeah. in. He, the, in the... he should have attempted to mark that and should have bounced off your yeah. enormous frame. And obviously, he, he's taken a mark what 30 meters out, and we've behind, and we've got two guys all loose running into goal. 
Look, if, if he kicks it, no, no one's no one's talking about it the next day. But better he, but he didn't get for the run. But we'll just say no, better no. for the run. Yes, yes, exactly. Better for Look, the run. Uh, Stringer, I thought was fantastic. We're gonna go, let's go, Tommy Bell Chambers. Next one. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Tommy Bell Chambers. Yep. I I'm a bit worried about Tommy. Um, uh, he's taken one mark, and he hardly took a mark the previous week. I I, I don't remember him taking many marks. Seriously, like uh, Tommy Bell is our leading ruckman, and Sure, he was up against a real good ruckman in Max Gorn, but we again we keep trying to go down the line to the big man in these relieving kicks, and he's and, and he's not taking marks. Tommy's not taking marks, right? No. And okay, is he serviceable up in the and ruck and stuff? And, and in all fairness, we we kick it to him, and the and it's very opposite, uh, very obvious that we want to do that, and so they got two or three guys on Tommy. Yeah. So I don't, so that I don't blame overly that Bell Chambers is not taking a mark. Um, it's just. I just like to see he, a few he, more around he, the ground, maybe. If, if anyone, he he probably still has continued to struggle a bit, and that's my honest opinion. Yeah. I thought he physically tried to uh, beat up on Gorn, which which was effective in some ways. It didn't really allow Gorn to dominate the game. Yeah. So I will give him that. Um, but it's still a lot of improvement from Tommy to come. And yeah, he's okay. a better I'll, player I'll than just, what That's what I was just yeah. about to say. Like Tommy's a much better player than that. But yeah, um, yeah look, serviceable. All good. Um, just plenty of room for uh, plenty of room for improvement for Tommy. So now we'll go to Stringer. Um, yep. Oh, it's just he's he's. You could argue he's been our been our best player almost this year. Man, ten possessions. Right, he's only he's only got ten possessions. He's seven. Every, everyone has been quality almost. Oh, absolutely. And the, he's a freak. Jakey's a freak. God bless him. I love him to death. Yep. Um, just a purely talented footballer, real talented. But his competitiveness is is what I'm really liking. Like he's had ten possessions, but he had six tackles. Yeah. Um, and he's almost he's he's second or third in tackles. He's it's his actually his one percenters and his physical presence. I'm really appreciating this year. Yep. He seems really engaged mentally in in the side and in into 2019. I agree. Yeah. And, and it's showing up. And it, look, he's been fantastic. Um. That, like we said, they, I mean, Melbourne actually won the inside fifties by ten. So some of our fours actually used every opportunity we had, which is very rare for us <laughs> at the moment. This year, it is. Yeah. I know. To, to, like to score one hundred and thirty points, is there any surprise of the whole game? It's like, I know it's Waller, it's Stringer, it's, um, <laughs> it's it's like Shawnee McKernan. Everybody went nuts. Just suddenly kicking twenty goals is like whoa. Thanks very much. <laughs> but we'll take it. But um, yeah, we love Jakey Stringer. The man, the man can do it all. He can run around in the mids. He can if he stays deep in the forward line like he did. He can give you four goals. Um, Jakey, love you to death. Look, let's talk about Francis. Uh, was I felt like he was he was off his game. I, I actually didn't feel like he was moving that well. No, he. I, um, I felt like there was something. Yeah, I felt he like there was hit. just something not right. Uh. Um, because I. I just noticed when the ball hit the ground, he um, was having trouble moving sideways yeah. um, and just being mobile, and that's not like him. So I, I reckon it'll be one of those ones, if you're behind the scenes, you would understand that he, he was a little bit... Something had happened. I know he had the injury during the game, but I, I still reckon something happened towards the start of the game or something okay. like that because yeah. it just felt like... I mean, I watched him quite a lot. I just didn't feel like he was moving at he the, tried at the level. Tried oh. hard. The backline like tried very hard, and again, that's 
unfortunately, where we were at with the Bombers just before that loss is that we just wanted to see more effort just from effort. the boys, yeah, right? Yeah. No issue with that. And again, wildly and, talented. And that's how much I rate him, I guess. Is is is. And, but do, I I just look at things like body movement, and we even we'll talk about Zach Merritt later. But those little things, you go, yeah. they're just not quite. To the where standard, they, yeah, where we know they can be, where they can be. Um, but that, yeah, no, he's good. He's a permanent part of the back line now. Love it. And the breakout game from Sean McKernan. Sean McKernan. Gee, we needed it too. Oh like, man, we needed a marking forward badly, badly. And, and I tell you what, I, I look at Shawnee McKernan, and those arms are long, and when he grabs them, mate, they stay grabbed. Yeah, he's a confidence player, though, isn't he? It's a, it's always the thing with with Shawnee. It's how do we get that? Consistency when he's not as confident, but still get, gets an output well, to the game. I've got, I've got a bit of a theory, man. You know what's going to help Sean McKernan? Hitting him lace out, mm. like hitting him lace out when he leads, putting it within mm. his general vicinity and get getting him a couple of early marks, and then he turns into, but he turns into his brother for goodness' sake. Like yeah. I, Duck said it last night on Triple M when he said that um, Sean McKernan is a huge um, confidence player. And he said, it's amazing how every, like, he, what he, said, he said this joke twice or something. He said, um, couldn't hit, I forget the actual joke or something, but, but Duck thought he was, was very happy with what he brought to the table. He, he said a joke twice. He couldn't hit anything or he couldn't catch a cold. That's what it was. He couldn't catch a cold last week. Um, and this week he was catching everything. So yeah. great. Love Sean McKernan when he's up and about like that. And his kicking has been great. Yeah, um, yeah, especially even from distance and it stuff. It was really so, solid last night. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what, with um, with Sean McKernan uh, performing like that, I wouldn't be booking any time in the seniors any any time soon if I was Jimmy Stewart because well, he's got to do it game a few games in a row for me. I I, I, yeah, I, I want to see him. I I want to see him back it up against Brisbane because that, I, I agree. His reputation is he's hot or cold. Yep, and I want it to be hot or warm. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it, if that's the, that's his next level he has to go to, but this is hey. the first time our mids have been able to stream through the midfield yeah. though and hit him lace out. Yeah, and I get a sense too with Shawnee that he really likes playing at the G. I th- it's just my vague memory of him. Like a lot of his big games have been at the G. I wonder yeah. if he. I wonder if he just it's a it's a spacing thing. He likes the open. Yeah, you know. I would imagine. But Jordan Ridley, let's talk about the riddles. Look, I mean, that's one of those serviceable jobs. Like he 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 stopped his man pretty well. Um, I will say this about Jordan Ridley, and he's played two games this year, and, and to my surprise, he got dropped after the first one. Yeah. Uh, he's averaging 93% disposal efficiency he's in those two games. He's got an incredible boot. His composure with ball in hand is insane. Yeah. There, was, there was about three plays last night where he was really hot. Like It was a guy a meter behind him. His brain worked so fast on summing up a situation and having the skill... But to to then deliver hit it? the target, that then hit the target as well. Uh, I I always feel like there's a wingman in there, but that's that's just me. I just yeah. Look, and, and mm. I think to to speak to that point that you just made is that the one thing I noticed about um, uh, Ridley last night was that he loves room to run. Like, yeah, yeah. He loves room to take a mark in the back line and then wheel around yeah. and and have a bit of space to move, look up and hit a target. It was interesting to see the clog. The back line was so clogged because everybody kept moving up the ground again. But um, the back line was so clogged that Jordan had to get a bit um, down and dirty. He had to yeah, yeah. pick it up off the deck and do that real quick disposal thing. And I liked it. 
I like yeah. what I saw. I mean, he's a very he's a, you've said this a million times. He's, he's a smooth moving kid, right? Like yeah. real smooth. Gets the ball, can turn both ways, and then his ninety three percent disposal efficiency yeah. is great. But it was interesting to see him in the trenches on the bottom of packs and having to get out quickly, where he hasn't been, where he sort of hasn't been able to rely on his real smooth running. Yeah. Um. So that was good to see. I really like his running. I like for me a perfect world is having Redmond play his role. And and really playing more of a Justin Blumfield on the wing kind of role, that marking Justin Blumfield, that, that kind of that. that marking wing, yes, um, you know, because Blumfield was great for that relief kick on the wing, yeah, and he was great early. The mid size, they could take a mark, yeah, and and that's kind of that's the position, that's my future kind of because I I feel like he's so classy, moves so well that let's utilize it. But is he just going to be Kyle Hooker's replacement one day? No, no, I don't believe so. I, I think I think he's too. Is that going to be a key position defender? R- Riddles? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't think so, but that's me. I'd rather have a Frank Francis or something. Like yeah, that. Francis would be down there, but I mean, oh well, that's controversial. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see him as a tall, tall midfielder. Oh, dude, I can, I can, mm. I would love to see him on a wing. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a forward and you had Riddle, Ridley coming out of a wing. Oh man, hitting you up. How much would Gusto yeah, would you absolutely. be leading that? Because yeah, you know it's coming out, lace out. Yeah, I never say agree. Uh, look. Finally, we get the uh, the waller that we are waller. The, the waller we know. And where the hell have you been, waller? <laughs> yes, I mean just one touch grabs. Oh. there was there was a play where it was like a long kick in, and and the ball it's first bounce and he just straight up just clean hands bang just off the ground. Yeah. I mean goes around two guys. It's just when he's in that kind of form, it's pretty electric. It's and that's that's you, the, the the small forward that we love. Yeah, I mean. He, We'll probably talk. Let's talk about it together. I know. I know Fantasia's up the ground, but they're so key to our success. Oh, hugely. What when Wallow and Fantasia are in those moods, it, it transforms the whole if side. They get a little bit of room to move. Like yeah. if they get that room to move, and they float up. They float up very high sometimes, and they become almost midfielders sometimes. And yep. it, and the class, like, I mean, Fantasia, well, he had twenty one possessions himself just as a forward, but. Just the class. It's just a different right. level of yeah. playing. Uh, and you go, oh, gee, I missed that the last two weeks. That, and that's why when just you, that. you look at Waller and you just, oh, man, what did he kick four? He kicked four. Yeah. And to do that, it just... Yeah, he kicked six between them. As yeah, a, as six a between them. See, there you go. That, that's that's going to win you games, right? Six between your small forwards will win you games. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what you want your small forwards yeah. to be. Adam, welcome back, Waller. Welcome back, Waller. Um, Adam Saad, well... I, th- I, think I love him. I love him. He's just had what I call a solid year. Hmm. Uh, like he would be in the top five on a BNF. But you know what? I think th- th- this is the thing. I think I know what you're about to say is he's had a solid year, sure, because he hasn't been able to run past guys and do his normal huge runs down the MCG and stuff because the side's been playing weird. Yeah we're, yeah, we're we're playing a bit weird at the moment, right? And it's probably got to something to do with Ben Rutten's new defense as well, in that. Maybe he doesn't want Sadi to be doing that as much, be running out as much as they as he used to. But Sadi, as a as a key position, like in the key position defender, as a one on one defender, yeah, he's I don't know that's his his game. He does pretty well at it, yeah, but I don't know that's his game. And a lot of clubs will isolate his opponent and try and put it down. His you throat. can tell that was a tactic for Melbourne was to isolate him, yeah, and. And obviously, Sadie gave away two very quick free kicks on holding the guy because yeah. he just couldn't handle it. Yeah, he's not not used to it. And 
So that will be very important for Saudi to quickly understand that and it would be great for the coaches to play that, not as a negative to say, Saad, this is going to be a tactic and this is why you have to get stronger in the contest or or what are we going to do as a team with that tactic um, when they want to isolate you because... um, But look, outside of that, um, he's been really competing uh, hard this year and, and... for me, he's been one of the more pleasing players in Hugely, all in all yeah. three games. Yep, like he's just put in effort and and tried to, I guess, will himself to to get the guys up and running. Um, so and and a bit in in this a bit in the same way as Arazio and um and Waller are, are linked. They're not linked, but they're 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 brothers in the same part of the ground. And if they play well, we look incredibly um, different. I reckon Sadi and Connor McKenna is the same deal. Yeah, both are playing well. Both are really key components to our um, to our defence. So if Sadi's on one side doing well um, and can get that run every now and then, then I'm a happy boy. So look, what we might do is, as we go to towards the second half and just discuss a bit more about the game and go through a few more players, we'll also do a, a bit of a, a VFL um, wrap-up on, not really a wrap-up, a, rev- uh, a talk about Sunday, what, we're, what we'll be looking forward to. But we'll look, we'll, we'll discuss these things after the break. Sure. Welcome back to the Hooray We Won a Game episode of the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. All right, so who we got next on the on the list, Scotty? Let's talk about Matt Guelphie. Uh, I was pretty critical of him in the first half, if I'm, if I'm being honest. No. Not, not from lack of effort, but just was struggling a bit, and I thought his opponent was... It's a bit of a theme. You look at these guys and they <laughs> struggle a bit, and you go, ooh, better player than that. Not sure. But he, 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 was, he was similar to Bagley, um, like where he came out second half and totally different player, like competed so hard and, and saved our butts quite a few times. Yeah. Um. And, and, and we needed that because when we're talking about uh, the backman, when the ball hits the ground, how shaky we were, he was the person that more than anyone else was tidying that up. When the ball was hitting the ground, he was actually running through with the ball yep. and clearing it for us. Um, so, look, all credit to him. He he may have had a bit of a, a, a quiet word to him uh, at halftime as well, but he definitely came out with a lot more fire and a lot more aggression. And if he can keep that up, then he gets a game. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty much how it is. Yeah, and again, the thing with Matt Grofie, I don't know how many games he's played, but we keep getting games into this kid. And yeah, and. It's hard for Guelphie because, I mean, obviously he feels like he's recruited as a midfielder, but we've never played him. Yeah. So he's still learning that caper of playing down back. And and um, he's kind of a week-by-week prospect on... And he has to really... On selection? Yeah, yeah, I think he has to really perform. But there's especially no doubt Harves loves him. Especially when you got Gleeson and Redman and all yeah, these yeah. guys sniffing at his heels. Right but. now, he, he knows he would need to play well because a lot of guys are coming back and starting in the VFL, and and they guys that they can play his position, so yeah. he he really needs to be on his toes now. And not bad. That's the thing. Not not a bad game from the boy. Well done. Now here's a guy that only had 15 possessions, and he's in my votes. Nice. Because uh, I when I did my votes, and we'll do our votes at the end. Yep. And um, I had him. I had him in my votes, and and I picked guys I thought wheeled ourselves to win. 
Um, and this was Devin Smith. Now, he's only had 15 possessions, which is odd. He's had nine tackles. Yep. He's just work rate. Like, he missed a whole quarter, the second quarter. And that's an interesting one itself. That second quarter, for him to have that concussion test and be out the whole second quarter, and, and our other midfielder much out, so there's no actual midfield rotation. Mm. We actually texted, you texted me at the time, and said, these guys actually look like they're out of run here in the second half. Yep. In the second half of the second quarter, if that makes sense. Yep. And uh, and I said, yeah, you're right. They, they, look, they look a bit exhausted. And I hope this is not a... The thing for the whole game, but it wasn't. It was good. We no, you're right. I, we was, actually, I was wrong, actually. We actually were fit, but I don't think anyone... I didn't realise at the time that Devin Smith was not... Ava- On the field, yeah. Yeah, available for the second quarter for yeah. the concussion test. That was all news to me. So that it makes a lot more sense of what we were seeing, of of guys getting very tired. And this... I think... I, I was wrong. I, I texted Scotty and went, oh, "Damn it, we've blown up again. We've we've blown up, uh, and we're we're out of we're out of run." Um, but I think I was wrong, and I think it's be- just because the game nowadays is so fast and so hard and so long, and and all of those things that you you've got to have those midfield rota- rotations. Yeah. When you see players coming off for those seven eight minute yeah. breaks, they need them, man, because they work yeah. so hard. Especially especially when you're having guys like Heppel and. And, and merit and that who are conditioning themselves week by week to get better. Yeah. So it, it's not, you've got two midfielders down, but if we're all honest, we're still a couple of midfielders out there who, are, you know, probably at the 85% mark of fitness mm. and getting back, but they get a game because they're just so important to us. Yeah. But it really, you could tell the whole midfield started to shut down a bit and they were just playing a bit tired. But that's that, that's that weirdness. The other text that we sent each other was it's such a weird game. Oh, yeah. Like four goals in a row to them, five goals in a row to us, four soon, goals. Yeah, as soon as we had that long break at the halftime and then Smith was available, it, it was, you felt like, oh... <laughs> yeah, completely different. Everybody's is, had a break. This, yeah, this is the first quarter again, yeah. which gives me more confidence about how well we played because you go... At least there's circumstantial evidence of, of what happened in that second quarter, why we might be tired, why Melbourne may have started to run on top. Yep. And you go, well, but when that didn't happen and, and we got Smith available, we started to get an extra rotation available, we simply were the, just the better team. Absolutely, I agree. And that, um, that, that, that's a that's a pleasing way of looking at the game. Agree. Uh, I I just want to point out the um, excellent use of the word circumstantial. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> secondly, I agree with everything you just said. Um, and I was I'm glad to be very wrong. Um, like I said, I texted you and went, "Damn, we've blown up again." But it just that just wasn't it. We we just had two midfielders down, and the guys gut runned it out until we got to halftime where they could have a break. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, we, we, we kind of discussed Hurley before about... Um, so we'll go... We'll go actually, we've a lot of these guys now we've discussed, but uh, let's go with like McKenna. Where, where are you seeing that? Connor, I, I, I thought it was a really, really impressive game from Connor last I night. liked Connor. Connor is... Uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's a proper AFL footballer. I'm going to stop saying that now. But um, Connor's game where he... He ran. He um, his disposals were excellent. He um, again, I think he'd be learning the new defence as well. I think the run out of halfback that Connor and Saad give us is incredible, or that it's available on tap as required. Yep. Um, it's very good. Um, he's he's not going too bad in the air when he's taking marks and the like. One thing I really do like about Connor too is that maybe when he's kicking out of of um, full back or he's kicking out of the back line and he hits a target, which is a lot of the percentage of the time, 
Um, he'll then sprint up past them to look for that give um, handball back from them. Mm. So his effort and his um, continued run for the entire game um, is brilliant. He's um, he looks like a beast of a kid too now. Like he's a strong looking kid. Um, hugely impressed with Connor and well done. Yeah, I thought his efforts last night. I thought he did a lot of good gut running last night. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Really helped on chain of handballs. Helped it helped set up a lot of attacks. Um, he's absolutely the player that Essendon were hoping he was going to be. Yeah, and maybe even more by the yeah. time his career's finished. Yep. Look, Fantasia, just the whole game. I was just like, oh, just welcome back. Thank goodness you're I, out I, there. Him I, and Waller, just yeah. oh, thank goodness you're back. My thoughts on Fantasia is the top three player at the club. Yep. In, on on talent and on importance to the side, and when you see that Fantasia coming through, and he can go up another level than that. So oh, the whole club can. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But. To actually see, you just reminded to go. Oh, that's how good he is. Good. That's yeah. what, that's the it. talent in the kid is huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's his first five meters is so fast. Like, yeah, there's oh, some yeah. parts where he just see he's you later. Turning a yeah, bit. he's turning. Yeah, at pace, he turns at like you'll lead up for a mark and then just turn on a dime. And he has two meters separation straight yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fantastic to watch. Look, the rest was our top six midfielders that we actually did in the opening segment, so I don't want to bore everyone. And, and, and Basically, just... from here, it just goes McGrath, Parrish, Zeret, Heppel, Scheel, and Zarakis. The only one I will call out is uh, great to see Darcy Parrish answer great a Great game from Darcy. Answer some Loved critics. It. Yeah. Um, and, and he did play quite a bit down forward as well. And people were, So when he has that kind of possessions, 24, kicks a goal, um, it, it's a really good game because I know... Um, I don't know if I should say this, but I know... He felt he was a bit behind on learning the forward craft. Mm-hmm. I just do know that, um, and he, he was finding it hard to learn that craft from just being a midfield all his life. So to to start having an impact a little bit in the in the forward line as well, that's a really good stepping stone for him yep. because we'll need that because he doesn't always play midfield. He he sometimes he just has to go down. But that's modern football, yeah. like the, the the rotations through the forward line and and that sort yeah. of stuff. And and it's I was really pleased for for Darcy because he every, every inch he looks an AFL footballer for a start off. Yeah. But secondly, he looks great in the midfield. Um, I think he's. And as, I, as we sort of pointed out earlier, the, the names like Zaraka, Shield, Heppel, and Zeret, mm. that's one equal second or equal triple equal second um, in possessions. And they're the names that you expect to see at the top of that list. Yeah. But what I'm really happy about is to see Parrish and McGrath as the next two. Yeah. yeah. Right? The next two. The, the next two midfielders that are coming through. They're the, they're the ones that they've put the faith in. And they're the midfielders coming through. Then you've got Orazio underneath that. And, and happily, you see something like Connor McKenna. So um, I, I'm really, yeah. really pleased to see Darcy do as well as he did. And, and for me, Darcy Parrish, you, if you go watch that game again, it was actually one of his most physical games I've seen him play. I thought his tackling and his pressure was the best I'd seen him as, as for like a physical standpoint. He had two tackles that were really, really strong, hard tackles to yep. stick. Um, and that was kind of like, oh, okay, we're getting that more developed into your game, and, and that that will that will help out the side no end because historically he was obviously a skinny light kid that he would I'm glad you not said be that. he he not he wasn't able to hold those tackles, but last night he was actually holding quite a few key tackles and, and getting rewarded for it. And I think if we're honest, I don't think Darcy's been overly known for his 
real physicality as a midfielder, right? Which is fine. I mean, he's 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 a inside if he has to, but mostly he's an outside mid who's got some good run and a good boot and that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I was very pleased to see. Unfortunately, midfielders nowadays they can't just be out outside midfielders anymore. They've got to get down down and dirty into the into the bottom of packs and stuff, and lay those big tackles. And you look at Devin Smith, the guy's four foot two. Um, you try getting away from a, um, a tackle from him, like Zeret. Yeah. Try getting out of a tackle from Zeret. You just won't do it. So pleased to see um, Darcy throwing his weight around as well um, and to see him uh, at the top of the possessions. And look, and just quickly on Shiel, um, it's a funny game because if he tidied up his skill, he's probably the most dominant player on the ground. Oh, like, he, yeah. He, and and I think he can kick better than that. And um, that's I'm not worried about it. I'm not no, worried no. about that at all. But but it'd be nice. But, but I'm not worried about it. But just the the presence he had in that that first quarter, I thought he was all over there. Like <laughs> he was dominant. Like I'm not, I wasn't watching. I must admit to see whether or not he had a hard tag. But don't hard tag hard tag that guy at your peril. So because if he gets the ability to run through that mids, mm. he knows where the ball's going to be, and good luck trying to catch him. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of them. I mean, we spoke when we got um, Shield traded in. Um, we said that because they a lot of teams target Zach Merritt for the tag, and they they did last night again. That's where Shield is a great pickup for us yeah. because it releases a Zach Merritt type player who can run the lines. Um, and 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 kind of have that effect that Zach Merritt does if Zach's getting shut down in yeah. the game. Now Zach's actually got twenty six, so he's he's fought through it as hard as he yeah. could. Um, but I that was the first time you saw a bit of GWS shield as far as that running the the, the burst through a pack and you go whoa look at yeah. he's run through the entire pack and he's on the outside of the pack yeah. and he's like you said all of the, uh, there was a big conversation on Fox Footy between um, Brereton and Dunstall. Dunstall was saying, "Oh, it wasn't good enough that um, that he didn't hit those targets, and he's had he every time he kicks it into the forward line, uh, the the ball bounces out because of the bad disposals." But then Burton was saying, "Yeah, but it wouldn't be in the forward line if it wasn't for Dylan Shield, right?" Yeah, and which oh, that's the part that I agree with. I agree with the uh, sure Dylan, let's hit some targets next time, Tiger. But mate, um, the 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 core responsibility of that kid is to get his hands on the ball and get it into the forward line. Yeah. Sharpening up his his left boot a little bit is something he can do in a week. That's not a problem. But I love the fact that's the first game of Dylan Shield that I I was expecting to see from Dylan Shield. Yeah, so yeah. that was hugely happy. So look, overall, obviously, fantastic win. Um, can't be happier. Uh, big game, like we said against Brisbane. It's a we've got to got to follow up on it. That's it, and that's um, that's the part is that the weed because you start zero and two. And yeah, you, you, you're now every game. There's still important. no room for mistakes. No, yeah. we've just got to back it up again now. Yeah. There's no, we're not sort of two and zero. And you go, oh, we we lost one, and oh, okay, we're still fine. We're two and one. We're zero and two, man. And we're now we're one and two. You've got to get into the positive side and we've of it. We've got some big teams. We've got we've got the Collingwood, Geelong, Sydney's all coming up. <laughs> that's so that's going to hurt. We've got to win these games that we should win. Yeah. So and look, there's a critical element to this behind the scenes, and and. I'm going to be going down Sunday to watch the VFL. I'm not sure if you are yet, but... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there, yep. <laughs> trying to, trying to get there. In Guyland, we know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll definitely be there and, and we'll be tweeting. Um, what I'll be doing is tweeting just non-stop on what's happening in the VFL, all the plays and scores on our, on our nice. podcast Twitter channel. Yep, so, which is the lunch catch-up. 
Couldn't get the lunchtime catch-up, so it's the lunch catch-up. So, uh, and it's a, it's actually a really critical game, and, and for anyone who can go down to Frankston 2pm Sunday, um, you're going to have some really interesting plays. The Begley's... The, the, the mosquitoes, Redmans, the, the, mosquitoes, the jocks, yep. the, yeah, Redmond, yep. Gleason. Yep. Uh, I mean, Sammy Draper is an interesting player for me. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's a really um, critical game to see because where these guys coming through, I think even Stuart was close to playing, but I've got to find out if he's playing or not. So there's a lot of, of our depth players are coming back. And that will start putting pressure on the senior guys. Yeah. So I'll be really interested to see the form of some of these guys and, and are they ready to to now take their position yeah. back into the senior spot so yeah that'll be a huge game come down if you can frankston 2pm say hi um i don't know how you'll spot me maybe i'll wear a lunchtime catch-up shirt go to the lunchtime catch-up shirt t-shirt. i like it nice if you can spot it um we've got to get some merch yes but we do yeah we do have a few t-shirts we might i might even wear one just so people right. go oh that's obviously one of you guys that's <laughs> oh look i'm trying i'm trying hard to get there yeah no you're the you're the good looking one yeah that's good true um so look there's not much else to say um just thank goodness and we're i think we're all relieved and and it's nothing better than waking up saturday morning to oh, an especially win. On a friday night man especially on a friday night i must have been oh, after sh- the game when we started to when they kick like five in a row i went ah man it's gonna ruin the weekend again <laughs> um but then when we got up i'm sitting on the couch and just fist pumping um it just makes for the podcast day on like on a saturday morning it makes for it to be a much happier um time for the weekend yeah I, and really looking forward to next week yeah, yeah. I can't, I actually really, really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, same, man. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane's and uh, Brisbane are much improved. improved much, much improved side. side. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and again, it's such a test. Such I, a test I still for the can't club. work out why we're scheduled at the MCG. <laughs> for Brisbane, yeah, good question. Brisbane and Essendon, why not yeah, Marvel? Good question. But, but uh, it is what it is. But funny enough, Brisbane play Marvel Stadium really, really well. Okay. Uh, they just beat North Melbourne there. They've beaten us there quite a number of times. Yeah. So, pumped North weirdly, Melbourne. I'm actually quite happy it's at the G from on last night's performance. Because yeah. um, I'm hoping that kind of the big space that they have struggled with that. But right. Should we go votes? Let's go votes. Okay. Put the put the players up for me again. Okay, so, so you obviously haven't worked it out. Um, I'm, I'll give um, you my one, three. There's one position. There's one that I'm uh, not sure of. I look. I tweeted out my possible votes last night. I've, I've changed them a bit. Uh, it was really hard because I felt there was like six or seven players that were actually really really good. Yeah. So that that kind of you know you know three two and one. The one the one is um is four players and I'm just taking a name out of a hat yeah because they they all were good as each other and that's just being honest how i decided is like who willed us to win like who had the most impact on us winning uh so i gave three votes to our captain and i i thought his statement in the third quarter um it was so dominant how he was in the third quarter that I think it set up the win for us. Yeah. And, and he was probably a little bit bugger the last 15 minutes. Yeah, he even said <laughs> after the game that he was very sore. <laughs> but I'm so proud of him. I thought he willed yeah. us to win. And and, I, and probably a bit of a soft spot why I'm giving him three, but I'm just more out of pride. No, no bugger that. Not, it's, it's not not um, soft spot. That's just damn good effort. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give two to Dylan Shield. I've changed my mind. Um, well, I mean, if I go with you at the same time, D- Dyson Heppel, three votes for me as well. Um, I'm given 
I'm giving David Zarakis. Did Yeah, David Zarakis, just for, just for the amount of times that he touched the ball and the bounce back for the player that he is, to the player that he is, mm. I'm going two with David Zarakis. Yeah, well, he, this is completely different to my Twitter votes, but this is more watching the game a bit more again. Yeah. But I gave Zach a one vote, yeah. I, I initially had Stringer and Smith in the votes. Yep. Um, but Stringer obviously played a good game, had 10 possessions and did everything he did. But yep. if, if I said who more influenced the outcome, I, I probably gave a, a, a Heppel, a Shield, and Zarakis yeah. as, as just pivotal to, to us running the ball and, that, uh, and, and getting on top of the midfield. That's my one vote. You've got to have Dylan Shield in that in your one vote, right? Like, so yeah. I'll probably put Dylan, if I had to put it on paper, I'd put Dylan Shield as one vote. But I'd go Dylan Shield with one vote, could have been two votes, but Dylan Shield, it's Waller, very hard, isn't it? Because McKernan deserves a vote. Waller, Stringer, McKernan, they, they all deserve yeah, yeah. a Fantasia. That, they that all one vote, vote, it literally is pick a name out of Is half a dozen No one did worse, and no one did I like, better. I like Connor. Connor. Connor could have been in there for, um, for yeah. a vote as well, so... Um, yeah, look, and, and that's that's a pleasing. That's a how you want to do votes. You want to make it really tough. Yeah, and, and, go, and, and go. It's out of eight guys, and they all deserve a. a Connor vote. was the eighth highest possession getter on the ground, and and that's great coming out of a back line. That's what you yeah. want for him. Um, so yeah, there you go. All right, we let's uh, let's head out of here. We've got a big day ahead of ourselves. We do. Um, thanks everybody for uh, for listening over the last couple of weeks. We've got. The numbers are going through the roof, and it's great. We, we're absolutely loving it. We, um, our uh, Josh Green podcast last week um, is re- has been really popular with you guys. We've got some great feedback, so thank you very much. We're trying our hardest to get um, guests as, as often as we can. Um, you can uh, catch us on the socials um, at the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast on Facebook, um, the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast on Insta, um, get hold of us, uh, hold of us there if you want, and the lunch catch up podcast um, on Twitter. We couldn't get the lunchtime catch up podcast, so yep. it's just the lunch catch and up just, podcast. Just noting to our two main um, sites that you can download and, and listen to the show is SoundCloud, um, which we have a channel on. Just type in lunchtime catch up podcast SoundCloud, easy will come up straight away. Yep. And iTunes, exact same scenario. On iTunes, look. Definitely um, subscribe to it if you want, and and you can. It's much more easier when the uh, the show comes through. You can see it straight away. It's yep. SoundCloud is a follow function. You just follow us, and and that, again the same scenario. So, love you to. Um, thanks so much for the the people spreading the word on on the show, and we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, the comments and stuff and, have been and, great. And like Grant said, it's a little bit weird to us that the numbers we're getting, <laughs> but but we're enjoying and we're enjoying talking Essendon and and. And it's been a tough start to the year, to say the least, because um, we're optimists by nature. So it's it's a bit anti our our personality to to sort of discuss such heavy topics. Yeah. So last night was a huge relief for the show. I know. <laughs> it's so much nicer to do fun podcasts. It really is. Uh, looking through the players and, and, like you said, seeing Fantasia's name up there oh. and Parrish and Zeret and all those guys at the, at the top end after a win. So it's great. But... um. We'll be back next week for the post-Brizzy Lions game. Yep. yep. Um, So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Catch you guys.